Parsons, you're listening to No Names All Game. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of No Names All Game. Today, as we are recording this, is Tuesday, November 22nd. The college football rankings are about to drop. If you listened to our episode earlier this week, you heard our reactions on that already. Uh, but we are now shifting our focus. We are moving on. It is the last game of the season. As you're listening to this, it is either Thanksgiving or the day after. So happy Thanksgiving. Hope you all had a great time with your families. But guess what? It is time for the most prestigious trophy in all of sports. It is the battle for the Land Grant Trophy. My name is Chris Hankin, joined as always by my co-host, Pat Colicchio. Pat, we're 9-2, and two, heading into the last game of the season. It's senior day. It's Land Grant Trophy day. The Michigan State Spartans are heading to Happy Valley. How are you feeling? Chris, I'm feeling thankful. Thankful after this lovely Thanksgiving day. Uh, I'm thankful for college football. Thankful for 9-2. and two. I'm thankful for beating up teams that we should have beat up. But I am most thankful for not only the most prestigious, but the most beautiful trophy in all of sports. The land gorgeous. trophy, Christopher. It's it's gorgeous. If you listen to uh, if you listen to some of the press conferences earlier this week, they asked everyone about it. Uh, Clifford said how beautiful it was. James Franklin said it was incredible. I think it was Jair Brown. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think it was Jair Brown. He said it's a piece of wood. It's the most beautiful thing ever. Like it is. <laughs> it is the best trophy ever, and we are looking to bring it home. Uh, I think, I think since we've started playing it, I think we're, uh, I think it's like 10 and seven or something like that. Uh, we've won, um, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I believe we have the edge in the series. Uh, we look to bring it home again. So like By I said, way, we are taking on God. Do you know how heavy the Land Grant trophy is? Oh God, I don't. Let's play a guessing game. Um, I've seen, I've seen a single person carry it before. Granted, they are mm-hmm. college athletes and much stronger than me. Um, so it can't be like. Can't be like over a hundred or something if, if one person is just lugging it. I'm gonna say 37 pounds. Double it, Chris. 76.2 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? This is according to Onward State. 76? 76.2 pounds. Oh my god. I don't think I could lift it. That is a big boy. Yeah, it's awkward. You, it's, it's awkward too. Yeah, it's like a big square at the bottom. Like, yeah. I remember there's there's a couple years ago, I forget what player it is, but he's just holding it by himself in the tunnel with like a big smile. It's a great picture. Um, I, I mean, listen, you work out, you might be able to pick that thing up. I, I haven't been to the gym in, uh, in a couple, <laughs> couple of fortnights. <laughs> um, all right, that threw me for a loop. Michigan State coming to town. They are five and six on the season. They are coming off of a, uh, a semi-close loss to Indiana. Take that. Uh, and they are looking to become bowl eligible. Um, you know, that's not, not something that, uh, they're going to talk about directly, but this game means a little something to them. It's, it's land grant. It's, it's looking to go 500. It's looking to become bowl eligible. Uh, Penn state is an 18 point favorite at home with the over under set at 52 and a half. Um, this game, it, it just means more it's rivalry week. Do we really consider Michigan state our rival? No. It's not anywhere close to a Michigan-Ohio State game, but this is how we typically end the season against Michigan State around Thanksgiving. Sometimes there's snow on the ground. It's it's a it's a tradition, if nothing else. So uh, we will get into our topics here, as we always do on preview episodes. We will give you something to watch for, a bold prediction in the don't-be-surprised-if category, a key to victory, 
and then a final prediction. So uh, a couple things I forgot to mention on our recap, but uh, James Franklin announced earlier this week, uh, Parker Washington is officially out for the season with an injury, which sucks. We hate to see that. Uh, Parker was our leading receiver, um, was having a, a solid year, if not stellar in, in some of the touchdown numbers that we thought. He was still producing. He was still a good number one target, and you hate to see him go down like that. Um, but Franklin said that he's hopeful we will get Olu Fashano and Joey Porter Jr. back sometime this season. Uh, Coach, there's one more game in a bowl game, so I don't know exactly what you mean by this season, but um, maybe maybe we'll see those guys back. So what are your thoughts on some of those injury statuses so far? Yeah, you know, it's been um, it's been very fortunate that Penn State has hit this point in their schedule when they've gotten these injuries. Because uh, I think it could be very ugly if uh, not, you know, I think the guys who have stepped in have done a great job, but like to be going up against a Michigan or an Ohio state with these types of injuries, I mean, could just be really, really ugly. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to see a guy, a guy like Parker Washington, who's been leader lead receiver uh, had just had like kind of a breakout game against Ohio state go down and now he's out for the season. Um, I, I don't think he was having the type of season that would have led him to leave early for the draft anyway, but to not even give him the chance, tough. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the conversation that you see a lot of on Twitter is like you never want to see an injury. Obviously, you know, all of our good wishes and vibes go to Parker, but if there's any sort of silver lining for the fans, it's he is likely coming back next year. I think I think he would have been one of those fringe players that, and we'll talk about this next week of like, who do we think's going and who's not? I think he would have been one of those ones that maybe takes a chance, you know, depending on how his body feels. Does he want to go through another season of, excuse me, wear and tear? Um, I think if he went after this year, he'd probably be a fourth round guy. You know, he's got the talent. He's had, he's had the games that show how talented he is. I think he would have been a third, fourth round guy. Um, but with an injury, I don't know what the injury is exactly. Um, I saw someone tweet on Twitter that it was like a broken leg and I retweeted it. I apologize. I then realized this guy had like 10 followers. So I deleted it immediately. <laughs> I don't know what the injury is, uh, but hopefully it's something not too serious. He can rehab, get better for the off season and, and come back to have, you know, a stellar year that propels him into that first, second round uh, draft status, right? We've seen the last couple of years, wide receivers go in spades the first two rounds. Everybody wants the good young wide receivers. Maybe Parker can come back and, and really thrive next year to put himself in that. So well wishes to Parker. Hope you get better. Uh, Olu Fashano and Joey Porter Jr. both likely head to the NFL. So it would be very interesting to see, you know, if they're not 110%, do you rush back for a game against Michigan State? Probably not. Um, if, if we're going to a new year six, maybe, you know, you, you want to play in, in a big time game against better competition to further your NFL draft stock. I could see that happening. Um, but we'll see. And then, uh, one last thing I did see too, someone, I think it was rivals, rivals, Penn state tweeted this out earlier. Uh, Kevon Lee said a little something interesting on, on his Instagram. He was doing like an Instagram, ask me questions kind of thing. And someone said like, hope you stay at Penn state. And he said, uh, you know, I got to run it back one more time. So hell yeah. Should see Kevon next year, which is Love nice. Kevon. Obviously, obviously the, you know, the young bucks have done stellar, but you can never have, you can never have too much depth and, and it would be great to see him healthy again. So oh, yeah. all of that being said, we are looking to finish this season at 10 and two, uh, depending on where we end up in the CFP rankings, looking at a potential new year six ball. There is a lot on the line for this game, Pat, 
What is your what to watch for? Uh, my what to watch for is going to be Michigan State's run rush defense. Uh, they're allowing 180 yards a game on the ground, and Penn State is running for about 185 yards a game. Um, Michigan State's defense is bad, man. Their offense isn't terrible, but their defense is really bad. I mean, they let up 34 points, I think, to Indiana, who's a you know a, a team whose offense is like nowhere to be found. Um, you know, I, I think if Penn State actually you know plays a good, clean game, if the guys who are filling in for injuries play, uh, even just up to their expectations, and if the play calling and game plan is sound, Penn State can put up a lot of points against Michigan State. Yeah, we talked about this on the recap episode. You weren't you weren't thrilled with some of the play calling early on, trying to run it when it wasn't working, when they were stacking the box. Um, what do you think? What do you think Mike Kurosich takes from that? Does he does he continue to try to say, hey, I'm going to put my best out there and try to pound the rock and, and get some rhythm early? Or do you think maybe he learns from that and, and switches it up a bit to start this game, comes out firing a little bit? Well, luckily, I think Michigan's defense is bad on both ends. Their pass defense is also <laughs> terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't think he's going to be looking to just take advantage of one thing. Um, I think he is going to be in a bit more of a take what you can, what we, you know, what they're giving us kind of mode. Um, so I, 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 and I think he is not probably not happy with how he started off that game last week. Uh, if I know anything about football coaches and the way they analyze themselves, just probably not thrilled that he did not have a, a hot start to that game against a team that he was better than. Uh, so I think he'll come out kind of firing on, on both ends. And especially because this is a right now, this is a depleted Penn state team. I don't think you can rely too heavily on one thing being dominant. Uh, just with all the important pieces missing. I think you have to go out and not not try and play bully ball. Just try and take what's there, tire them out, beat them down, demoralize them, and that's when you can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see, you know, the first 10 minutes of this game or so, the first three drives, how that goes. Um, my what to watch for. Um, I, I was I was struggling to find something here at first. I was gonna I, I had just like snap counts talking about you know some of the injuries that we talked about. Some you know last game you know you you know whose red shirts you're burning, who's who's you're not. You know the guys that have only played in two games as freshmen. You could play them all you want this game. They're not going to burn their red shirt. Um, a senior day. You know there are there any seniors who haven't got much time. I looked at our I looked at our roster. There's not many. There's like a handful of seniors that like don't regularly play that maybe will get in for some some snaps, you know, just to give them their senior mm -hmm. moment. But past that, um, I found an interesting interesting tidbit as I was looking at some stats. My what to watch for uh, is going to be our red zone defense. So our red zone defense has been fantastic. We've been very good. You know, we're a top a top something in the in the country. I don't have it off the top of my head, but we've been very very good. Um, and Michigan State, like like you said, for for all their woes for not being a great team, they are scoring 25 points a game. That's not terrible. Um, you know, they, they're, they're scoring sometimes, but what I found is that on the season, they are five for 11 of field goals. They have Ooh. attempted, attempted 11 field goals this season, and they have made five of them. If you hold them in the red zone, if, they, if, if, if they're driving on us, if they have a couple of big plays here and there, if you hold them in the red zone, there is a more than 50% chance they're going to miss their kick. So obviously that's not the game plan. You don't want to hang your hat on that. You don't want to resort to that. 
But I think um, that's something I'm going to be watching for is like, all right, if they get close or if they're, you know, if they're in that fringe range where, you know, you maybe you kick, maybe you punt, maybe you go for it. I think that's something that Michigan State is going to have to, you know, put their balls on the table a little bit and make some tough calls because I don't think they trust their kickers a whole lot. Uh, And I think Manny Diaz will be able to use that to his advantage of being a little bit more aggressive when they're, you know, 30 yards out, 40 yards out, something like that. So keep an eye on that kicking game for Michigan State. That is interesting. I mean, based on those numbers, it sounds like they're not attempting. I mean, 11 field goals sounds very light for the season. Yeah, I thought so too. We only have 16. Um, now granted we're scoring more touchdowns, right? So we're getting the end zone. Um, but, but I, I, I should look that up to see like, what's the average number it's just I, over one a game. Yeah. I saw 11. I was like, Holy shit. That's got to be it, no, it is one a game, isn't it? Uh, yeah. One a game, five and six. Yeah. That's um, low. Uh, yes, definitely low. It's definitely low. Um, and for a team that you think, you know, would need more field goals because their offense isn't super prolific. Um, I think it's something to keep an eye on. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how Manny Diaz uses that to his advantage, being a little bit more aggressive, keeping them in those situations where, you know, maybe normally they'd go for one and and they'll have to go for some fourth down. So I think our defense plays tremendously again, just like we did last week against Rutgers. And I think that will come into play at some point in the game. Either they'll miss one or they won't go for one. You'll come back to this. You'll be like, hey, Chris was right. Don't be surprised if what is your bold prediction for this game, Pat? Don't be surprised if things get weird, man. I feel like every time we play Michigan State, it gets a little weird. There was, you know, the the thunderstorm delay. Oh, don't remind me. Don't remind Um, me. And it's Michigan State is one of those teams that Penn State doesn't play that well. I mean, it's just, you know, it's been kind of a back and forth battle. Uh, They won it two years in a row. We won it two years in a row. Then they won it last year. Um, and they, they tend to just win these kind of tight matchups with us. Um, I, I don't want it. I, I hope I'm wrong, but just don't be shocked if, you know, things just get a little, little weird out there. Yeah, I don't, I don't love that, but uh, I, I hear where you're coming from. Um, I'm going to take a different spin. I'm going to go a little positive, a little fun. Don't be surprised if there is some creativity on offense. It's the last game of the year. You can't hold anything back. Uh, we've seen Yurcich try some things here or there. You know, we saw a flea flicker. We've seen some jet sweeps. We've seen a couple things, but I don't know. Maybe he'll pull something crazy out of his hat. We'll see some double reverse, triple flea flicker. Nick Singleton throws a bomb. I don't know. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think there's going to be anything crazy, but don't be surprised if you see some sort of cool trick play on offense in this last game of the season. I would like to see that. All right, key to victory. What do you got? How are we winning this game? How are we covering the 18? How are we finishing the season 10 and 2? Yeah, the, the key to victory is you you just can't let them hang around. Every time Michigan State has won this matchup, I would say in the past I want to uh 5 6 years, 6 years. It's been games where they've just they're all tight games. There's a 30 to 27, 21-17, 27-24. It's all these just weird games where we we never pull away. It stays tight the whole time, and then they pull it out at the end. You can't have that. You know what they do. You know how tricky it gets down there for, with with this team within this matchup. Um, I mean, you just you have to take a lead, sweep the lead, widen the lead, score early, score often. Defense will play well. Just just put it on their throats. I agree. 
Um, my key to victory, another thing I found a little bit interesting as I was looking at the stats here, uh, key to victory, ball carriers protect the ball. Uh, Michigan State only has two interceptions on the season, which is super low for a defense. They are, they're not picking the ball off very much, but they have forced 14 fumbles and recovered 10 of them. Uh, that's quite a bit. Uh, on the season, we have we have had 12 fumbles and lost seven. Uh, we talked about a little bit last uh, last episode. You know, there's been a couple that, you know, Nick Singleton's just got popped right on, you know, helmet on the ball. They've come out. Uh, but we haven't had the bounces go our way all that much. So in this game, you know, Michigan State, they, they know they need some of those things to go their way if they want to hang around, if they want to win. They're going to be hunting for that. They're going to be looking for those fumbles. Uh, so if, if, if I'm Mike Yersich, if I'm James Franklin, I am preaching ball security even more than I know they normally do. I like that. All right. And let's wrap it up for the last time this regular season. We've got prediction time. Again, the spread is 18. The over under is 52 and a half. Pat, are we getting the Colicchio classic? Um, so I, 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 I'm so torn about this game because of just the way Michigan state tends to play Penn state. But in the years when Penn State does win, it doesn't win that close. Like the closest one of recent note is a 39-24 win. So I do think Penn State covers because I just, I don't think this is a good Michigan State team. Um, you know, their, their defense is just too bad. And their offense is not good enough to make up for that against a really good Penn State defense. Um, I think Penn State pulls this one out I'm going to say like 35 to 13. Okay. Okay. I like it. 35 plus 13. Let's do that math. 48. Actually, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not, I don't like 13 because that's two field goals. I'm going to say 14. Okay. All right. So this is, this is a Caligio classic. You're taking the spread and the under. That's right, baby. Wouldn't have it any other way. And if you couldn't predict, I'm taking the Hank and hard line. We're going Penn State and the over. I got 41-17. Uh, I think, you know, watching us put up 55 on on Rutgers, obviously there was a special teams touchdown. There were two defensive touchdowns. Um, you know, it wasn't all on the offense, but I think the offense did a lot of really good things. And it wouldn't surprise me to see another defensive touchdown or special teams touchdown in this game. I think we put up a good amount of points at 41. Uh, I have them at 17 because I think – I don't think they score more than 10 through like the first three quarters. I think this is similar to Rutgers where our defense just plays really well and holds them. But again, in the last season of the game where you can get some young guys experience, it wouldn't shock me to see them get a garbage time touchdown at the end against some of our, you know, second and third stringers getting some time. So I got it 41, 17. That's a cover for Penn state. That's the over. We finished the season 10 and two looking to go to a new year six, depending on where we are ranked in the college football playoff. Um, um, by the way, Chris, do you know the all-time record of this rivalry? Michigan State, Penn State? Yes. I do not. It is 18, 17, and 1 in favor really? of Michigan State. Really? Yes. Oh, so we're playing we're playing for we're playing for, we're playing pride for here. keeps here. We're playing, playing for, for keeps. You gotta you gotta even you gotta even up this series. That's right, baby. Um yeah, I think I think the one I saw online, like ten and seven, is like since the land grant trophy has been established. I did not realize they had the edge all time. And uh, I do have an update in the uh, college football playoff rankings. If yeah, you I saw it. I saw it. If you're listening, if you're listening, 
if you're listening to this, this is Thursday or Friday that you're listening to this. We are recording on Tuesday. Uh, so if you listen to our preview, we have inserted our full reactions or our recap. We've listened. We've inserted our full reactions. But, Pat, you were right. We stay at 11. I just I, for all the reasons I said. Yeah, it's you, just you can't you can't jump a team with multiple top 25 wins when you have the same record and you have none. I know. I just I hate seeing like Tennessee one above us when they just got shellacked by South Carolina. But it's I understand why. Loss. I understand it's why loss. it's an ugly loss. They have they have a better win. They beat Alabama. I get it. Um, Alabama stays at seven. Like we'll talk about you. You've heard us talk about all this in our time travel episode. Um, but we are. I, mean, I actually think Alabama should drop. Yeah, fuck them. And Tennessee should stay above them. I'm okay with that. Head to head win. Which, just because this this loss happened afterwards. Yeah. If they have the same record and Tennessee's got the head to head. Yeah. So that's dumb. Um, but anyway, we are at eleven. We have a chance. You know, crazy things happen in the top ten all the time. We take care of business, beat the dog shit out of Michigan State. We have a chance for a top ten finish in a New Year's Six Bowl. So let's do that. Pat, any last words? Go out and win. <laughs>